This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for December 18th, 2011. The Gospel is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, the fourth Sunday in Advent. This is a special presentation, The Voices of Christmas. Three of the twelve voices of Christmas. It's good Trinitarian doctrine. You will have a son, the angel told Zacharias. And startled by this message, he saw his life opened and exposed. Outer layers of devotion, service, and submission were torn back, laying bare a root of bitterness and disbelief. But God took that discordant response to his message of Christmas and changed it into a song of praise. Zacharias, the voice of disbelief. I had three loves in my life. The first, of course, was the Lord. I served the Lord in everything I did. My second love was my wife, Elizabeth. Together, we did everything we could to please the Lord. My third love was my job as a priest. Like my father before me, I'd been raised in the precincts of the temple. And though I had doubts about the spiritual decadence of some of my colleagues, I believe that I was strengthened and, and helped people by my service to the Lord. I would have had, I would have had a fourth love had the Lord given us a son. Every day, Elizabeth and I prayed and prayed to have a child. But she was barren, and it was not to be. And now we're old and past the age for having children. There was one other thing that I wanted. It was a high honor to be able to put the incense on the golden altar. And I, something that a priest could do only once in his life. I had never been able to do it. We cast lots. And then one day, the lot fell to me. And I was to go into the Holy of Holies and offer this sacrifice to the Lord. I went in. After The other priests withdrew after prayer. And I went in and could see the gold glowing embers only by the light of the seven um, candle, the seven-prong candelabra. And I placed the incense on the glowing coals. And a cloud of smoke arose and filled the sanctuary with its fragrance. Oh, I was about to withdraw and offer my benediction when I realized I was not alone. There, next to the altar, stood an angel. I knew immediately he was an angel. And he said to me, I have come to tell you that you are to be blessed with a son, and you will name him John. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb, and will grow to become a great prophet, and he will preach with the fervor of Zion and with the fervor of Elijah, and he 
will announce and prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah. I don't know what happened. Immediately I was filled with rebellion. I had never felt anything like that before. I was furious. I said, no, how can this be? All these years we prayed, and now you tell me when we are too old that we're to have a son. This cannot be. The angel looked and he said, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And he has sent me to give you this message. It will come to pass. I was in despair. How could I have doubted the word of an angel? All these years had my sin festered in me out of resentment for not having a child and having my prayers answered. How could this be? How could I not have thought before I spoke? I was a priest and I forgot that God had said the same thing to Abraham. You will have a child. You will have a son. And it came to pass. Well, I asked the angel for a sign. And he gave me one. He said that until my son was born, God would take away my ability to speak because of my disbelief. I didn't know what to do. Here it was, the greatest day of my life. The angel had announced to me the coming of the Messiah and that I would have a son. And it was a day on which I was able to burn the incense. And I couldn't tell anybody. People were beginning to worry out in the sanctuary. I thought they were buzzing. And I went out and they looked, expecting a message, expecting the benediction, which I could not give. And I couldn't tell them why. When my duties at the temple were done, I rushed home and wrote everything out laboriously because I couldn't speak. And Elizabeth read, and she was delighted. She was delighted to learn that she was to have a son. And then I confessed my disbelief. And she cried, and I cried, and repented. Well, within a few days, she was pregnant. And we spoke to nobody of this. Eventually, it became obvious that she was with child. And people were delighted. And when the time came for her to have the baby, friends and relatives all came, and they rejoiced and praised the Lord and delighted with her. Except for me, I couldn't speak. I couldn't say anything. So, on the eighth day at the circumcision, the baby was to be named. And they said to her, 
what will we name this child? And she said his name will be John. Why, they couldn't believe it. They thought he would be named Zacharias after me. They said, Elizabeth, nobody in your family is named John. How can you name this child John? She was adamant. They said to me, what will his name be? And I motioned for my tablet, and I wrote, his name will be John. Well, you should have heard them. Well, everybody was talking, what kind of name is that? What kind of thing is that to name a child when your name is Zacharias? And finally, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I began to praise the Lord. Out loud I could speak. And I said, Behold the Lord God of Israel. He has visited his people. And he has redeemed them. He has given us through the horn. He will give us a Messiah through the horn of the house of David. I sang much more. And everybody rejoiced and was amazed. Yes, I had many months of silence. And in those months, a germ of a seed was planted inside me. And it was watered through meditation. And the Lord filled me with knowledge of him and of his spirit. And no longer had I any disbelief. My sin was gone. The Lord came to me in the sanctuary and announced to me first that the Messiah was coming and that my son would prepare the way. I am proud to stand here as one of the 12 voices of Christmas. No other person was more astonished at the events in her life than was Mary. As the Christmas story unfolded, she was struck with awe. She wondered at the message of the angel, at the words of Elizabeth, at the experience of Zechariah. She wondered at the birth of her baby and the homage paid to him. But most of all, she wondered at the graciousness of God in choosing her to give birth to the Savior of the world. Mary, the voice of wonder. I was going about my daily routine at my home in Nazareth when I heard a knock at the door. My parents weren't home and I was apprehensive when I saw a stranger standing there. He didn't look familiar at all. Somehow he, he didn't even look human. May I help you, sir? I asked. After the customary greeting, he blessed me, saying, You are a highly favored person. The Lord is with you. <laughs> a strange greeting. I didn't know what it meant. I was nobody special. My family wasn't special. We were poor, ordinary people. <sighs> we were from Nazareth, not Jerusalem. Everyone in Nazareth was considered to be less than middle class. 
how could I be a highly favored one? I was bewildered and even upset. Do not be afraid, Mary, he said, for you have found favor with God. It was then that I realized he was no ordinary person. He must be a messenger from God, although I could hardly comprehend it. Later I learned he was Gabriel, an angel sent from the throne room of God. He told me how God would favor me. I would conceive and bear a son. That, that just isn't possible, I thought. I can't have a baby. I'm a virgin. Just can't be. He continued. You will name him Jesus. He will be great. And he will be called the son of the highest. God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How can this be? I asked. I'm a virgin. It's not that I didn't believe it. I believed everything he told me, no matter how incomprehensible. I just didn't understand it. How could something so wonderful take place? And then he explained it all to me. The Holy Spirit would come over me in such a way that the glory of God would enclose me. In his shadow, I would become pregnant. My holy child wouldn't be the offspring of Joseph. He would be the son of God. The birth of Isaac to Abraham and Sarah in their old age was miraculous. But the birth of my baby would be more than miraculous. It would be unique. He would be born to me a virgin, conceived without the benefit of a father. He would be human and fine. He would be the son of God and the son of a humble Nazarene girl. Then the messenger said, nothing is impossible with God. I believed it. I knew that becoming pregnant before I was married would endanger my relationship with Joseph and put my reputation at risk. But I was willing. 
I knew that the power of God and his, his hand was at work within me. Humbly, I ascended. I said, God, whatever you want, I want. Then Gabriel, everything Gabriel had said came true. Eventually, I did marry Joseph. Although our, our marriage wasn't consummated until after Jesus was born. When the time of my delivery was approaching, Joseph had a difficult decision to make. A census was to be given, and each man was to go to the town of his ancestors, which for Joseph was Bethlehem, the city of David. Was he to leave me at home in Nazareth? People would probably treat me poorly, knowing that I was pregnant before my marriage. Would he take me with him? The travel, it would be very difficult, especially for a pregnant woman. Days of grueling travel. But I longed to see Bethlehem. And so Joseph agreed to take me with him. During the exhausting trip, I had time to ponder many things, including what a rabbi had once told me about the words of Micah. The Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. Now, even though the census was given by a ruler who had his own thoughts in mind, he was unknowingly allowing for Micah's prophecy to be fulfilled. We arrived in Bethlehem late one afternoon, and the, the streets were completely crowded with the people there for the census. I was tired, but all the rooms were taken in the inn. People saw me and turned away. Even though my circumstances were obvious, no one was willing to give up their bed for me. I didn't tell Joseph, but the pains were beginning <laughs> to increase. I was going into labor. Oh, at last, <laughs> he came back with news that he'd found somewhere for us to stay. It was a stable, <laughs> but it was warm and away from the eyes and ears of curious people. That night, I gave birth to Jesus. We wrapped him in what we had, scraps of cloth, and laid him in a manger. There was little light. We had only a, a little oil lamp. I looked at him, and I could see the tiny features on his face. And I cried. Everything came back to me. 
the words of the angel, the words of Elizabeth, the message of the angel to Zechariah. I thought of Joseph and his firm faith in what the angel had told him and how tenderly he cared for me during my pregnancy. I looked at my baby in wonder. As I cuddled him in my arms that night, some shepherds appeared. They wanted to see my baby. Angels, too, had appeared to them. An entire host of angels. That's how they knew Jesus had been born.